2: Hello and welcome to a rather special edition of the New European Podcast. A little extra for you this week because of what's been going on in Westminster. I'm joined by Steve, as always. Steve, hello, snowflakes. And by the editor of the New European, Matt Kelly. Matt, how are you? Great. Chaos. Shambles. But has she quelled the rebellion, or is there more to come?
1: Well, I don't. A lot of that depends on Boris Johnson, I reckon, doesn't it? What he wants to do. I, I mean, personally, I cannot believe that Boris Johnson quit. Well, certainly. He didn't quit on principle. Uh, so all you're left with is, is he has calculated his own personal upside in this and sees this as a moment where he could realise that grand delusion of his you know, and actually lead the country.
2: Well, so, what we do know is that Boris was, was talking to colleagues throughout the day yesterday, mm-hmm. certainly early in the morning. We knew he was taking sound in other people. So you would imagine that there is some plan here, there is yes. some plot... What sort of form do you think that might take?
1: Well, I mean, I think he obviously holds her in great contempt, right? And it's probably, I'm sure that's mutual. They, it doesn't seem like there's, there's been these 48 letters into the 1922 no. committee. And also there's, I can't imagine anybody has really got the appetite for a three-month election campaign no. right now, which would take us into what? You know, so you go through summer, August, yeah. September, October... Then you're looking at November, new prime minister, potential new mandate, and three, four months until the alleged uh, exit point. So, I would, I wonder whether or not the smart move for Boris would be just to wait for this to unravel even further. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a guy that uh, you know he's quite irrational, really, in the way he thinks. He's very much a gut instinct uh, player and well, we I heard think how
2: he toasted the uh, yeah. the agreement on Friday and by, by me, Monday all well, this
1: stuff uh, by the way what we must talk about the resignation letter quite bizarre Yeah, uh, extraordinary I mean. and that and is. the the idea that he posed up to be photographed signing it I mean was I mean, a remarkable
0: he is? act of narcissism no
1: one's it? ever done that ever apparently in the history of resignation <laughs> letters he's posing there like you know I mean, it's like the King, like King George V, yeah. you know. I mean, it's like he signed
2: a peace treaty or something. It's isn't great, it? isn't it's it? Extraordinary. All he needed
0: to do was put his, um, and I appreciate this is good on a podcast, but he should have put his fingers up in the V sign, Nixon style, as, <laughs> it, as he exited the...
1: <laughs> or he would, well, he would prefer the sort well, of Churchill would. V, the reversed V, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... How long before he's puffing on a cigar? That is his problem,
0: me? isn't it, Boris Johnson, in that he thinks he's... Churchill, the statesman, but yeah. actually, he is Churchill, yeah. the cuddly cartoon dog yeah. from the adverts, yeah. who, who people <laughs> find rather amusing. But he, he believes he's a statesman. But yeah. I mean, I think the good thing for Theresa May out of this is that the two people who've resigned are probably the two laziest members of cabinet, definitely, too much inefficient. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, you cannot see that if it was somebody else, if it was Gove. Or if it was Hunt or somebody like, or Gavin Williamson, somebody with naked and Boris Johnson has, has got naked ambition, but he's not got the as we've seen before, he's not got the, <laughs> the steel or the balls to fo- really follow it yeah. through. That's goes it. in an interesting position, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Because but he, those those two, I can you can quite yeah. easily see that they will now they'll put their feet up, yeah. they'll watch the football, yeah. pretend to be interested in the football yeah. for the next couple of days. They'll have a very pleasant summer they will take stock. Boris right. Johnson will go back to the Telegraph yeah. for his two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year, yeah. and not much will happen for yeah. a few weeks.
1: But I, th- I thought it was fascinating that that go. I mean, Gove didn't feature at all yesterday in the yeah. in the comings and goings. And I wondered whether because he went straight out onto it was Mar he went out onto yes, he? Yeah. and he went straight out and started selling the the Theresa May dream and. I wonder if he would have done that had he had a real indication that Davis and Johnson were going to quit the next day. Because, mm. really, you know, he he, the, the side of history he's put himself on is their side of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's in this weird no man's land yeah. where everybody knows that he's a, a mad brexiteer. Yeah. And now he's gone on record selling this super soft Brexit yeah. deal, which is now absolutely going to implode. So Gove, I think, is fucked, yeah. to quote Boris. Hmm. Gove. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you think that if, if Boris used to make a move in the next few years, and I agree with what you both appear to be saying, in that he, he probably won, but the worst thing that could probably happen for the Brexiteers, for Boris and Reese Mogg and these guys, is getting those 48 letters in. I mean, if it was good for, for Reese Mogg for that to happen, it would have happened already, because he's got the numbers... But if there is a leadership contest, May has said she will stand yeah. and she will win. Yeah. And that really is the end for them. That is yeah. their last card, isn't yeah. it? Because they, they've got to wait another year before they can challenge again. Yeah. That, that's their is last that card. Is that right? I didn't know that. So it, it could almost be the best thing that could happen for May. And I think if the rules hadn't changed, she probably would have done a John Major and said, all right, it's sparked her own leadership contest some months ago. Mm. But, but she can't do that because they changed the rules after
0: that. Um how many nominations do you need to be able to stand? Could um, I stand? In a leadership contest, yeah. we need to be an MP. You oh. need to be a Tory MP, Let
2: me um, Google it. and you need I'm, I'm you just need two. You de- it's just, you no, no it's two. You need two. You need, you need, you need <laughs> two nominations <laughs> from MPs. You need two nominations from MPs. We're now so, going to test. So,
1: th- live. so theoretically,
0: <laughs> you forget that I can just cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> so theoretically, could could they not? Trigger it, even knowing that they've not got the votes, but knowing that Boris Johnson or Davis but all might going to do be is likely DCD to. Look. I don't. Th- May has got the backing of the majority of her MPs. Isn't
2: there? I mean, I spoke to ten, fifteen MPs yesterday, and not one of them said they would back Boris. Even ones
0: who who said they would do in the leadership contest, they wouldn't now. Right. Okay. So even if people came into the ring in a sort of Thatcher style.
1: By the way, this is funny. I just So I just Googled your, your thing to find out whether it's true. I'm still not entirely sure. But <laughs> so Cora so comes up with this question. How can I become Prime Minister of the UK? What are the necessary steps to take? What are my chances? Where do I start? And the ad immediately underneath it is from an organisation called BetterHelp. And the headline is, are you struggling emotionally? <laughs> chat, chat with a therapist 24-7. <laughs> great talk Good
2: well there you there. go um, well all the, the Tory the rules for Tory leaderships are all laid out very clearly on our own website so go and check it out you need um, they need 15% of the sitting MPs to spark a leadership contest which is 48 if you want to stand put yourself forward you need two nominations I'll stand by that and uh, and then it whittles down um, amongst MPs, and then it goes to the country, and it's a lot, uh, to the membership, and it's membership. the last two. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, but I, I really don't see that's going to happen, because no. I, think, I think I think what if Boris is going to carry on making a move, it is going to be that drip-drip of other ministers, and I think that's been quelled now. But the
1: thing is, he is so capricious, that's, yeah. and I just get the sense that, I mean, this, this weekend he was, you know, completely in turmoil, flip-flopping everywhere. Yeah thought it was in his best interest to argue for it from within and then yeah. you know I do believe that he probably meant that at the time yeah because you know if you were going to storm out storming out of checkers would have been the the great coup wouldn't yes, it absolutely, it would absolutely yeah he didn't fancy
0: that
2: walk down the drive yeah i know yeah so <laughs> and then but, the 2 miles to the train station if all the yeah. taxis were booked up so yeah. then he's
1: changed his he's spoken to people he's changed his mind and he he has always got his eye on the main prize and I suspect that he's not actually a long-term thinker although he's got a long-term goal Mm. he he responds and acts in a very short time reactive way and should he at some point in the next week get incredibly frustrated and feel that he is being demeaned and his his, uh, non-legacy is being diminished and, and he's falling to the fringes that's when a guy, an ego like Johnson, will start getting panicky yes. and do something a bit stupid.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that Boris's people were talking about polishing turds and all that kind of thing. Um, certainly on Sunday, and then up until about I don't know twenty past eight and a half past eight yesterday morning, we're still talking, and then. Just nothing. Oh, really? Just nothing. So clearly, it'd been yeah. get round to mine, We need to have yeah, a chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that you know, and they're, they're still quiet. So you know, yeah. and they're usually fairly chatty. So it's that. I mean, that's interesting. But I certainly know that there was there was discussion with other ministers. I think he didn't want to go alone. I think he wanted others to go as well. Yeah. Um, but but even then, I think I think May would have would have filled the gaps like she has done. And and what do we think of the appointments? Then let's start with Hunt.
1: Well, I mean, he's 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 despised, is not he, in in many courses? So it's a tough
0: gig, health, especially when you're a Tory. Yeah. I'm not sure there's been a health secretary, a Tory health secretary, that hasn't been despised. No. A lot of the Labour. Health I mean, secretary but he's been the there
1: for five one. years, right? Six years, yeah. He's held on in there, and uh, he's the longest server, isn't he? He is, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So, uh, so it. it Maybe not in our eyes, but in the eyes of Tory top brass, he was certainly doing something right, wasn't he? Well, I mean, so. I
1: suppose like the thing, the, foreign, the job of foreign secretary is very different from the job at health, where yeah. you've actually got to execute a kind of domestic plan, hmm. huge budget. You know, you're dealing with huge kind of vested interests. Whereas the foreign secretary, if you can, you can play it diplomatic. You can play it diplomatically, go around listening, schmoozing, presenting Britain's view from a statesman statesman uh, sort of perspective and, and Hunt's probably better suited to that kind of gig than he was with Certainly the, better suited than Boris yeah without a doubt yeah um, but Bo, you know everybody's Larry the cat's better suited than absolutely um,
2: and uh, and and Matt Hancock um, as so here's
1: here's not so Hancock don't know whether I mean he hasn't really been around long enough for anybody to form no, those 2010 in yeah. In yeah yeah so but here's, here's uh, this hasn't been said much, but here's one of the tragedies of, of the state of politics today, is that Matt Hancock was actually really interested and committed to mm. his brief at the uh, media, and, yeah. uh, and had, a, had a great ideas around digital, right? That's right, and, and he's was,
2: got, his family background is in that as yeah. well. So. And he's
1: got his own app and all of that, yeah. but I happen to know, because I, I, I know a lot of the kind of... Uh, the tech startups and stuff like this in London—that they were really encouraged by Matt Hancock and thought he was going to do a great job, and really build and deliver on this idea that within you know twenty years Britain would be the, one of the great centres of of the digital planet. Yeah, and of course now that's gone. All yeah, of that yeah. enthusiasm is gone. So again. Brexit and its and its fallout has a real meaningful effect on our on our chances of being you know on fulfilling our potential as a Absolutely. nation.
2: Hancock certainly knew. I have spoken to Hancock a few times, and it, it, he certainly was across his brief when it came to the digital stuff. I mean, I guess some of that some of that skill set could be transferred to the health service. It could do with some modernisation, couldn't it? But I agree yeah. completely with your business must be. Well, he'll
1: just get he'll get drowned in the health service yeah, like everything yeah, else. Yeah,
2: does, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, It's too much. It's it. uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, what does Labour do now? I mean, because c- th- there's been so many open goals for Corbyn to 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 score in, and he talks about buses. Again, I know buses are important, it's fine, and he's, his gag about buses yesterday was good, it was quite a good but chance. was it the time and the place to do the buses gag? So, so, you know, PMQs this week, what can Corbyn do to lay the pressure on
1: Matt? So, well, I think, I think what's interesting, Tom Watson was on uh, Radio 4, this super a suit
2: on yesterday, Tom. Watson. It, it was. Like
1: he's lost of, six. Was it linen? six and a half stone. I know he's, you know, on, Tom, this, he's on this. He's on this. Whatever they. It's not catatonic. What do they call it? This diet where you go into. Oh, ketosis. Ketosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah could be catatonic. Yeah. You spent too long on it, but it's uh, so he eats only meat and stuff. Yeah. stuff doesn't it? But right, apparently, okay. it gives you horrific halitosis, um, yeah. massive migraines, but the weight falls off you like nobody's business so he smells and he's got a bad headache I'm not saying that but that's a that is a characteristic (laughs) so anyway uh, Tom was on there saying you know his usual nice patter that it's hard to divine anything from but at the very end I think it was Humphries said to him you know are you ruling out a second referendum and he said well it's still on the table you know we, we haven't called for a people's vote he said it's highly unlikely blah 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 but he would wouldn't he but the people's vote is still on the table, and what I think is interesting is that there is no majority for any any position now in the House of no. Parliament. There's no majority for a hard Brexit, for crashing out. There's no majority for Theresa May's uh, soft um, uh, checkers.
0: Yep. checkers T- agreement. Yeah. There's
1: no majority for the customs union, single market. There's no majority for anything. Mm. So Parliament has literally failed, it has literally stuck, the cogs have ground down and now I think in that eventuality people will start saying, do you know what, We the mechanism of Parliament has has failed in this situation yeah. and the only alternative now is to take it back to the people and I've, I've never been more confident that that is what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, Steve, two points there, we'll start on Libra and then, and then the, what you think about the likelihood of a, a people's vote. Well.
0: Well, I mean, if only Tom Watson would lose his unsightly Brexit policy as well as his unsightly um, six and a half stone of weight. Um, I I, I, I mean, I think that Jeremy Corbyn and uh, Seamus Milne and those people, the the people who were really in control of the Labour Party, which Tom Watson isn't, um, are... um, sitting back and saying this is everything that we uh, this is a vindication of our strategy the conservatives are imploding we haven't really had to do anything uh, from our perspective i think it's deeply depressing that he he, he you know he, apart from his joke about the buses uh the, the the one thing that he said yesterday which really stood out was um i will negotiate a better brexit deal than you, um, yeah. yeah, and and that yeah. that wing of the, the Labour Party are still fixated on the idea that they need to, that, that they need to, you know, um, that they need to satisfy um, right wing Labour voters, I guess, or, or Labour voters who are concerned, whose primary concern is immigration uh, in the North, and uh, and that he's going to do Brexit in some way better. Than, uh, than Theresa May could do it. Um,
1: but they're still trailing the Tories. In fact, the gap is widening. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, there was a poll yesterday where they were ahead of the Tories. Oh, was there? But I missed the, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it the Ipso so poll? It was the... I think it was the Ipso poll. Right. Um, but it, they've trailed them in...
1: Yeah, they've trailed but in two of the last f- three. If, if, if it was the Ipso poll, that's a massive swing in a week because so, it, was, it was. they were five points. Oh, no, it's clear. not the Ipso poll. So then, that's no. the one that's been tracking... Consistently and asking, you know, uh, has a large representation and, and is meant to be statistically relatively sound. Yeah. And with all the caveats around polls that you'd expect, there is a consistent gulf between the Tories and and uh, Labour. True. It's growing. It's growing. And if you can't, we've said it so many times, you know, if you can't be at this stage of a of a government's life cycle at this ineptitude this level of ineptitude if you can't even be neck and neck with them yeah. then something is seriously wrong yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. so when are they going to face into that what the big question is yeah, Absolutely. it's not Corbyn people love Corbyn we're told uh, it's not the rest of their policies there's a great appetite for investment in the NHS yeah, yeah there's a great appetite for, for fixing housing, there's a willingness to pay extra tax even, and there's certainly an appetite to tax the very, very wealthy even more. So all of those things are good. So what is it that's not working? Absolutely. Yeah. It's Brexit, wacko. Yeah, you know. it
0: is, yeah. It's the it's the economy, stupid. It's that again, <laughs> isn't it? And, um, you know, I think I've probably said this on, on one of these podcasts before, but something that i I, I, I met um Gerald Kaufman once, and he said something which always stuck with me. Which, where he said, you, you need two things to win an election, to, to unseat an unseat a government. You need the government to be despised, which this government are, yeah. but you need the, op- the opposition need to be loved. Yeah. Um, which is why you know David Cameron yeah. only ever won a tiny majority, yeah. and uh, and uh, and in his first term didn't win a, ma- a majority. They, they weren't completely loved, and. Mm. Until we tackle this, um, yeah. They, so, they, you know,
1: this, this, the, the whole, I think, and, you know, they would argue, but I think the whole Labour position around Brexit has been an artifice. Yeah. One of the biggest disappointments for me is Keir Starmer, who is, you know, you can Whip assume he's really smart, loyally understands complex issues, but has, I think, Produced a convoluted, complex artifice yeah. to to obfuscate from them actually having to to deliver a, a an opposition, a proper opposition to yeah. this chaos. Yeah. And part of the evidence of that again, Tom Watson this morning, joking, saying, uh, "Don't ask me what this, what our tests are. I probably can't remember them." Okay, so there's the deputy leader of the of the Labour Party talking about. His party's position on the biggest, by everybody's consent, the biggest single issue to face us since 1945, and he says he can't even remember what the tests it the Labour Party amazing. said. Not funny, is it? Do no, me a no, favour. Not really. Well, it's, yeah, but it's because they're not. Then the only rational they, These are serious people. The only rational explanation is is that. They can't remember it because it's just a load of bollocks. anyway. It's waffle, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, absolute waffle.
2: Okay, just before we go, and is we will it, be back to do a podcast, a normal yeah. podcast in, in forty hours' time. But um, the, uh, the 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 checkers deal, then, why should we not be heartened by it? Why is it dangerous, and and why is it going to unravel? That well,
1: so so I tell you why. I am heartened by it in the sense that it is much much softer. It feels to me like. We are getting to the zone where we are effectively doing this Brexit in name only. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, My position on that, as it has been from day one, is that if that's the case, let's just not do Brexit at all. Because if it sets us back as a nation, even Brexit in name only sets us back as a nation. Even if we had everything, the single market and the customs union, but we still said we were leaving the EU, it sets us back as a nation because mm. we are no longer part of this incredibly influential, powerful and, and prosperous trading bloc. We are this, again, fringe island on the side. And a 100 years ago, that was fine because we had the biggest navy on the planet. We had the empire. We had yep. We had ambitions beyond any other nation. But not anymore. We are now part of a community of nations that is has such levels of codependency that to even fracture away from it to any degree weakens you massively. And, you know, without getting too pretentious, I am constantly reminded of, of uh, John Donne. And, you know, uh, if a piece of the continent is washed away, Europe is the less so much as if a promontory were. And we at the moment are that piece of the continent. Europe will be weakened, but will be weakened even more.
2: So, so has Boris got a point when he says that we would become a colony. Then,
1: well, no, do you know what I found really uh, despicable about that is that, and it just betrays his thinking, right? That he is he is an empire builder. He is Stop, an imperialist yeah. who reaches <laughs> yes. to that analogy. Yeah. You know, we'll be like one of those bloody colonies that we used to to rape. You know, that's what we'll be like one of the one of the colonies. So, uh, no, we won't be like a colony at all. But we'll be a weaker, less influential. Nation, I don't buy into this vassal state stuff. That's their project fear. Yeah. Of course, we're not going to be a vassal state in any scenario, because we're beholden in a globe in a globalised economy. You are beholden and codependent with with other nations, other laws, other trading uh, arrangements. But so we'll always be Britain. It's just that Britain won't. Add up to as much as it does right now, and that's a great shame, I think.
0: Steve, quickly on checkers. Well, this is the this is the least worst Brexit, isn't it? That we've been offered so So far. um, So far, it probably increases the well. It it probably increases the chances of Brexit happening. I'm not as hopeful as as uh, as Matt is. Um, That is will be a disaster, no matter how. Weak. This version of Brexit is when we come to realise this and have to reapply or invoke Article 49. We will never get as good a deal as we've got now. Partly thanks to Boris Johnson and Theresa May and David Davis's great hero, Mrs. Thatcher. You know, we've, yeah, we've yeah. got the best possible deal at the moment, and we won't get that again. That said, you know, this this will. I think this. If it, if for some, in some way, it, it, a version of this managed to get through Parliament, it would probably satisfy the third to a half of the Remain voters who, of the Leave voters rather, who just wanted to get out of the institutions of the EU. Yeah. Um, and these people, the hardcore Boris, Davis Farage, can all go off into the jungle for several years. Rees Mogg plotting, whining and moaning that their precious vision of Brexit was compromised, uh, and, uh, and few will listen to them I think Do you think there's any chance
2: of, now if Theresa May has seen off those hard Brexiteers, is there any chance of her going that one step further and going do you know what, you're right, I think, I think we do need to have a vote on the
1: deal. I don't, think she, I don't think she's got it in her to do it, but the only thing I would say is step back from this week in fact step back from this month And look at the overarching trajectory of this story, Mm. right? It's encouraging for us. And well, if you think about, if you try and think about the things that were completely seen as ridiculous six months ago, the people's referendum now being asked all the time on the table, say Labour, you know, it's a real possibility. If you ask, you know, the customs union, the uh, the single market. All of these all of these things that were completely off the table a year ago, now very much in play. And you've got to remember that none of this is ever fixed. You know, we are in the middle of a very fluid story. And for me, and I've said it before, the narrative arc of Brexit is that there's a reversal at the end. Yeah. If this was a film, it's the only way that film makes any sense. And, you know, I, I think... We're living in the middle of a horrible movie at the moment, but it's all going to come good at the end. Who's going to play you? Uh, I think that could only be Pep Guardiola. (laughs) Does he he do any acting? (laughs) I'll speak to his
2: people. All right, Matt, thank you very much. Steve, thank you very much. We'll be back as normal on Friday morning. We'll see you all then.
1: Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website www.theneweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European.
2: Selling a little or a lot?